All right, mm. Jake is away. That's cake. Cake is away. Oh, I want cake. Yeah, me too. Damn it! Stop talking about cake all the time on this podcast. Next week we show up. There's a cake. It's gonna be great. Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast, but not this week, because this week, what? we're on shore leave, and we're on Firefly episode six. Shore leave, you must be joking. I think we've made this joke before. I am serious, and I don't, don't call me shore leave. At the very least, that joke was in Caitlin's fan fiction. Oh, good. Most recently. <laughs> yes, I did. I, did I leave it in? You did. It's definitely oh, in. No, I left you did. <laughs> I wanted to, I cut, yeah, I, I toyed with cutting it. Uh, anyway. Well, you didn't tell me to, so it's still in the recording. Everyone, check out our fan fix to listen to more of Caitlin's nonsense. On et- nonsense? SSHBpodcast.com. Lonsense would be a great name for a, for like a... a Lon Chaney um, biopic? No, I was going to say yeah. a, a garden care. Yeah, like a, like a horticulturist. Fine. Lonsense. It's a great fucking tumbler. <laughs> I am Caitlin, and with me this week are... Jake. Chris. Ames. Pronouns are she, her. Simon Tam said trans rights. Woo! That's right, everybody. The bench is back. <laughs> it's me, D. Benchy. Leonardo da Benchy over here. Maeve Benchy? Maeve no. Judy Bench. Okay, go. I don't think any of this was good. Let's no, go. it was all terrible. Let's Cut do it. this thing. Cut it all. No. Uh, so today uh, we are going to discuss two episodes of Joss Whedon's Firefly. Uh, episode the episodes are trash. <laughs> That's the name of the episode and the message. First, we're going to talk about trash. Trash. So trash. Ah, oh, so aptly named. Both because we have the return of Saffron, who is trash, and also because we have set up an elaborate heist once again. Chris uh, loves heists. He does, but I bet he doesn't like this episode. Yeah, he made the kind of eh motion with his hand, listeners, you know the one. So in Trash, Mal finds out that his former good buddy or current good buddy has taken a wife and the wife is Saffron. Whoops. Um, <laughs> no, her name is Bridget. Somehow Bridget, Saffron, Cheryl, Carol winds up in a crate on the Firefly, but she has made Mal uh, a great offer to make big bucks by stealing a, like, it's one of the first laser guns ever created, and it's one of only two left in existence something. Anyway, it's worth lots of money. And she's like, and here's what we'll do. We'll steal it, and we'll make a shitload of money. And Mal's like, yeah, trusting you seems good. And, And the viewer is like, the fuck, Mal, you idiot. And they come up with a great plan. And Kaylee, in fact, is the one who cracks the case because this gun is in the house of a wealthy collector. Kivis Fajo. Durin no. Hamer. Who has, yes, Durin Hamer, who has, like, 
got microchips in this shit, and if you try to take it out the front door, the back door, the windows, any place, it's gonna set off all kinds of fucking alarms. But he forgot to alarm the trash chutes, so the plan is... big oversight. (laughs) Yeah, it does, doesn't it? We're gonna dump the motherfucker in the trash, we're gonna rendezvous with the trash ship to get it before it gets incinerated, and then we're gonna split the spoils. It's gonna be awesome. However, when we get down to Durin Hamer's happy hometown, it turns out he too was once homestead, I guess is what I meant. He also has been married to uh, Yolanda. Yolanda, which, okay. What is her real name? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I bet it's like, I don't know. Kermit. Oh yeah, that sounds like a girl's Rumpel name in, in 20, whatever this is. I'm going to choose to think it's Phineas. So Phineas, <laughs> good name. Phineas I love and the Mal, name Phineas. while they're trying to steal the majig, Durin himself walks in and is like, oh my God, you brought me back my wife. This is awesome. But then shit kind of hits the fan and Saffron kicks him in the face to knock him out and they make a getaway. However, unsurprisingly, Saffron has duped good captain fucking idiot face Reynolds and leaves him literally (laughs) naked on a desert planet. Man, I'm just like sunburned on his pee-pee. That's all I can think. Like, it's... Keep your legs crossed. Yeah, dude, damn. So, uh, but did she really double-cross him? Because it turns out... I mean, yes, she did. I mean, she did. She certainly left him naked on a planet, but... They were expecting it. They were one step ahead of this... the naked part. No. No. (laughs) They did not pack pants. Well, you know. Go on, Caitlin. These are not Boy Scouts, you know. They're not prepared for everything. So, and Saffron, it turns out, had also, like, fucked with Firefly, so it couldn't drive. And they were like, oh, no. But when she goes to pick up the treasure uh, in one man's trash, Inara's there and is like, oh, bitch, looking for this? I don't think so. And she closes her in the trash compactor and is like, good luck, babe. And she's they... dead now, probably. No, she said they called the cops. She's yeah, don't worry. You're not going to be dead. You're just going to be behind bars. She's going to hook up with, with, who did we meet last week again? Nishka. Nishka. Her and Nishka oh, have no. an adventure. She's also his wife. Yeah, I was going to say, can you imagine if she married Nishka? Because he would just literally, like, peel her skin off with a rusty, like, potato peeler if he found out that shit. No, that would be great. They would be, like, the... Like what's like the like the fearsome four or something? You know, like like a super team of. Super oh, I just feel like they'd be totally like into it kind of thing, and she'd like pull a prank on him, and he'd like be totally like, oh well, man, that they'd was be great. the sociopath squad. The, the is way what they that would be. the way that that team up would inevitably go is she would betray him out of habit, and then his like sense of I have to kill everybody who betrays me kicks in. This is how it always goes. They yeah. can never they can oh. never actively sustain. It's a real May December. It's a sad it's a sad story. Repeated often in superhero comics. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool. So, So, that's this episode. I like the heist. That's okay. Yeah, but it's like like the second best heist episode of the 11 episodes of this series. It's not as tightly done as it was in Ariel. No. No Simon tying it all together. That's all Mm, I'm saying. Saffron was was sloppy. You gotta... Yeah, but everything kind of around the heist was very uncomfortable and squeaky and poorly yeah. written. Yeah. Like, just watching the the Mal Saffron scene and the Mal Inara scene and then, and then the next Mal Saffron scene, and you're like, what? Who is writing this? An idiot. White man. Yeah, this was an unaired episode, correct? This was the first of the unaired episodes. Good choice. Yeah, I could see why this one got cut. They were like, well, it says right on it, it's well, trash. Like, just, people, just skip it. But people love Christina Hendricks, right? Well, they right? do. And, like, honestly, like, I'm, you know, it's 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 nice to bring that character back because, you know, her first I mean, appearance is, is good. is it? 
don't know. I liked her in first appearance, and you know, I think that this it was reasonable for her to be a recurring character. It just know. seems awfully soon. I mean, Saffron was like yeah. six episodes. Well, that's ago. the thing. It much. might have been a little soon, and I don't think they really knew what they wanted to do. Like, no, she didn't. was interesting and and smart the first time. And this time it's just like, man, she's doing the same shit again. But like, they already know her. They already know her deal. So there's no mystery to it. Well, it's yeah. interesting because like, what they really want to do is advance Malinara, right? Yeah. Ultimately, how I do think. we like? How do you all think this episode does? That? Oh, horribly. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like it's just not a believable. It's relationship it's it's also me. just another case where this show somehow thinks that like he can call her a whore. And All her calling him a petty criminal somehow makes them even. He is a petty criminal. I, I mean, this. She is I, yeah. a sex worker. This, I mean, yeah, but this, yeah, but that's not you. You know as well as I do. The, I do. The show's the show's attitude toward sex work is, is like vile, while sort of like quietly patting itself on the back for being like. It's so a companion. Look how different it's it is. It's normalized in society, but the show still treats and, it like And yet it's somehow the these specific characters still have what would frankly be a fairly regressive attitude yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Guys, remember, Mal, asshole. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be the uh, continuing theme. But That's also, true. like, is, she would... Go ahead. I'm sorry. There is, kind of, there is kind of that difference between what the characters perceive and what the show is portraying. Because when you say, yeah. like... Mal is calling her, her a whore and making fun of her job so much because he's a dick to her. Not because like they're trying to say that what she does is actually what he says it is. Yeah, is this his grown-up big boy version of pulling her pigtails to show her he likes her or what? I mean, the problem mm-hmm. here, and this is like, you know, you gotta separate the author from the work as best you can sometimes, but mm. Joss Whedon just really likes the word whore. Because mm. it is the year of our Lord 2019. And this dumb motherfucker has another show coming out on HBO. And it's just called Whore. There, there <laughs> is wild. There, there is, a, they recently released, like, a list of character descriptions, and a character is blatantly called a whore. In the character In the character description? description. Just. Yeah, so he has not learned a fucking thing, and he can go to hell. Whore. Uh, He's not even pronouncing it right. It's pronounced whore. Um... There's two syllables. But yeah, no, everything about, like, the fact that, like, this weird... Again, it was like last week with the bullshit... Like, you had a good premise ruined Uh, by... uh No, I was... Yeah, yeah, good premise with um, war stories ruined by, like, just childishness. And this is a similar thing. It's like, he's gonna take on this idiot mission kind of to show Inara... Something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that it's entirely. so dumb. She's like, you never make the big score, Mal. What are you, a little bitch? Well, yeah. And he's like, I'll show you, whore. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm sure the geisha bobblehead job made them plenty of money. <laughs> it sounds like a smart job. Listen, they loved those dolls. <laughs> All I can figure, by the way, having thought of that, is like, surely they were just being smuggled to avoid some sort of, like, entry fee or tax. I can't imagine those are... A problem. No, yeah, they, they made still, a... They're, sho- they're still than, full of coke. Yeah, that's what ah. I was thinking, that they were actually full of drugs. What, what I bet that the they made that a... Was a thing? What was the sh- movie where that was, was a thing, thing, where they stuffed some... They stuffed cocaine into, like, little... Brokeback... Oh, oh uh, the, the Chipmunks chip chip movie. Bro- sorry, Broke Down Palace is no, what I was thinking. Not, not Brokeback Mountain. Mountain. There was a movie <laughs> where they had Palace. filled Virgin Mary statues. Lost. They did that on Lost. Oh, was it Lost? Okay, it was Lost. Yeah. But see, I'm, but did I'm, they lose the cocaine? I'm I'm only half kidding because if you don't remember the the '80s Chipmunks movie was about smuggling like diamonds 
and <gasps> tricking the chipmunks into being unwitting mules. Oh, that is a fucked up movie. Whoa. Yeah, no, it is a deeply fucked up film. Wait, Diamonds are almost as big as chipmunks. Well, they're, they're hiding them in dolls the chipmunks have. Remember, the chipmunks they should easily hide them These in are the cheese. musical chipmunks. <laughs> I like that. Smuggling they're drugs all night and all day. Wait, is there an I shouldn't encourage this, but is there an origin story for the chipmunks? Like, why are they like that? Is it like the turtles where they got exposed to ooze? No, no, they never got into it. It was really just because the guy that created them realized he could do a squeaky voice if he sped up his record. And oh, goodness. They God, literally were all spawned. Because of, it all came from that one novelty Christmas song he wrote. Yeah. It's and he did all, all the voices. Yeah. Wait, wait, so that was the origin of the chipmunks was the stupid... Song. Oh he was God. all four voices. Listeners. Alvin! Alvin! Okay, well, this, okay. I apologize. This is probably our worst we character are, ever in that we saying are, something. We are getting Yikes. off track, but I am here to say that one thing I do like, I just like... <laughs> Simon was my favorite chipmunk, and you can't <laughs> change my mind. Actually, when I was a kid... Okay, Caitlin, no roasting me. I was going to say that I do... One thing I like about this episode is it, there is just something for me really fun about seeing Inara with a gun at the end. Yes, that's it's just yeah. fun. And her costume was great. Yeah, it was a cool mm-hmm. costume. She like looked like a bad veil. bitch. It's, it's a great, like, like power move costume. It is. Like, hey, Safran, the veil. you're crawling around in trash. I look cool with a veil, and I have a neat gun, so fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, there's a moment when we're in the kitchen or something, and Zoe punches... Uh, saffron in the oh face. Oh my god. And I'm like, fuck yes, Zoe, kick her face in. And then Inara does the thing at the end, and she's like, ha ha. And I'm like, yes, fuck yes, Inara, kick her face in. Oh, there is a very, very minor, not worth mentioning, Trek connection. Cool. Why are you mentioning it? <laughs> because I can. Oh, fair Mal's enough. buddy from the war, Monty, who kind of looks like either Crosby, Stills, or Nash, I forget which one, has a very brief cameo in an episode of Enterprise. He looks a lot like Harry Mudd. Yeah, I can see that. I believe his line is, because he's part of an angry mob. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> I'm, you know, I have to say, I'm sad that I didn't. How did they spell that? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> T. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm sad. I, I think that the last week we were talking lesbian content, the very bad lesbian content yeah. and war stories. I actually like the flirtation between Inara and Saffron in the first episode with Saffron mm. is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Kind of hot. Yeah. I was, and they it. realize they're playing each other and they're like, oh. Yeah. Oh my god, mutual respect and love fest. And it, the thing is, is that's totally a thing that like women who want to lift up other women do. Well, they'd oh, be like, boy. oh my god, I love your dress. Oh my god, your hair is gorgeous. Bitch, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Don't Stop. Don't suck. Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. But it's true. Yes, that's let's. A, yeah. <laughs> Want to make out? If, I, if yes. I was single, that's how some of my lifting up conversations would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, ladies. I'm I want to I wanna lift up your boobs. I don't know. I'm sorry. To I'll where? see myself out. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Where do they need to go? I know that's a bad pickup line. I mean, and I mean. Since we've been on this special planet, they have gotten firmer. Callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, what else Insert. happened in this episode? Hey, Worf, have you noticed that your boobs are feeling firmer? <laughs> so, so uh, Kivis Fajo, or whatever his name was. You know that's not what it is. I know, Dur- but I don't remember Dura. what it was. What? Duras. Duras, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I liked his little collect collection, because was, I was thinking, like, the, I don't think we said it during the episode, but the problem with Kivas Fajo's collection was, like, so much of it was, was Earth stuff, because mm. they needed the audience to 
be like, oh wow, oh wow, Earth, the Mona Earth, Lisa. It's from or Earth. It was. Yeah, this guy. It makes sense that all this stuff. I like that one of them is like just an empty, nasty phone booth. And I don't even think there was a phone in it. It was just the booth, mm. which is like, which is like an ancient artifact today. Yeah. So. <laughs> The fact that one survives to that time is even more impressive. Yeah, I, I liked. I wish we got a better look at other stuff in his collection because I, I he has data. <laughs> that actually would have been a nice touch if he had like a little Mr. Data action figure oh, somewhere. That would, be, that would have been a nice little sort of meta thing. I actually, I do really like the whole scenic design of this episode, like the premise of like weird floating islands. Oh, I love mm-hmm. the they do that's like floating great. That's a that's nice touch. That reminded me of um, Cloud City, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Cloud City. It actually really reminds me of uh, <laughs> Cloud City. No, um, Castle in the Sky from the the really good uh, Mass Effect Two DLC with Kasumi. Oh, I, that's the one I haven't. Oh, no, I haven't played really that or good. the one with the other chap. It's I, it's a heist. Like so, oh, it's nice. like a heist. It's huh. a Kasumi in the Mass Effect universe is like a a thief, and you. It's kind of. This, you know, you're like, he has a huge collection of rare artifacts, you're breaking into his party at his fancy estate on, like, super rich planet. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, like, a good vibe, and I feel like it gets to a lot of the, you know, it plays into a lot of the show's imagery around, like, the contrast between the haves and the have-nots, like, yeah. the idea of, like, Kelly like, messing around with yeah. the trash... The, the, these trash bins that are completely invisible to the wealthy population that they allow to live on their floating islands. Yeah, well, and also the fact that, like, you put something in the trash and it goes into this giant dumpster and then the dumpster immediately gets removed. It doesn't even fill yeah. up. Like, it's... You can just push the button and have the whole just, thing taken away. Was like, that part of their hack? Like that they No, because were... they even showed, when it was functional, ah. they showed, like, a like a servant just toss a single thing in and push the button. Maybe there was a level that shows you when it's full, and, they, and they press it when it's or full. Or maybe the rich and useless, like, just don't care about consumption of, oh, like, well, that too. Lifestyles anything. Lifestyles of the rich and the useless. <laughs> and also, the fact that it just gets immediately incinerated, is what they said. Yeah. It's, like, a little Does the whole, worrying. Because, well, like, you know, like, some, some like little jerk child is gonna put like Falling his baby there. sister in there yeah like, okay. hopefully there's a sensor for life signs well what i was thinking is is if like you know you were found to have done something incriminating like i don't know calling the president of another country and like making a deal for him to fuck with your enemies you know if you had to just throw away all those transcriptions you'd know that they'd be incinerated really in really mm. conf- uh, curious where our, our life is going to be by the time this episode goes up the date oh is... exactly where we are now i'm sure <laughs> the date is 9 25 nothing ever happens historians. nothing ever happens quickly um, except the mooch the mood. The God, the we called him. Yeah, that actually, was so good. Yeah, I, yeah it, it's interesting that uh, it's really impressive that uh, the president was impeached and removed from office yesterday. I know. Wow. Oh. Bold. Strong. Jake, saying it how it's going to go, um, as he always does. It worked for the mooch. I'm going to try it now. Well, once the once the Miranda recordings hit the waves, oh, yeah, that'll the be wave. it. The when, somebody Google, when somebody oh, Google waves about see. Miranda... You'll see. It's from the movie. It's from the movie. Oh, oh, from Serenity? Serenity. Oh, I've seen it. I just didn't. I haven't seen it. So, so here's a deal uh, about this show. Mm -hmm. The The big deal. The pacing in this show wasn't wasn't. I Mm. felt like had some moments of meh. Yeah, you're right. It was a little off. The the entire hacking the Gibson thing, hacking the um, Lassiter. No, the, uh, the the trash. Oh, the trash thing. The, the dumpster. Hacking the dumpster. 
was just played for so long. I feel like yeah. 25% of the screen time in this episode was them trying to put a circuit board <laughs> into a dungeon. Thank you. But like, that's the tension. Like, that like, part didn't bother me as much. For me, it got to the point where it's like, oh my god, he can't quite reach it. Oh god, oh, he got knocked out and he touched the power thing. Oh, is Kaylee going to get knocked out too? Oh oh oh, 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 no, she's okay. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Jane gets knocked out and Simon, like, fucking makes it yeah. so he can't move with, that like, drugs and move. shit. Oh, and shit. it's basically like, yes. if you ever fuck with me again, I'll kill you. And no, I'll but kill you with my brain. But he did say specifically though, as long as he's on a medical bed, he's safe. This right. scene, any other yes. time. This scene, let's actually stop back up. That's actually a good scene. You know, it you is know, such a good scene. You all know at this point that I am on the Sean Maher train. I've heard you like Simon a great deal. Do you think who's my favorite character in Firefly? Um, I think it's Anara. I'll give you a hint. He said trans rights. Um, Simon, <laughs> I'm Simon. <laughs> So, badger. I'm gonna say badger. Oh, I like badger. But. So like what Jane is, is what is what does Jane want to do? Like what's his stupid thing that he's trying to get them to do? What? That that what, what? leads to him being incapacitated. Oh, he was just trying to. He was. He was touching a thing he shouldn't have during. Yeah, the, he was um, hoping Kaylee do the do the put the thing in the right, window, right, right, the right, trash right. thing, but yeah. he got zapped because yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know the mechanics as well. Yeah. The, I was I was actually thinking of a different sequence in another episode where Simon drugs him to like so that he goes unconscious and oh that oh, was yeah, early days yeah yeah, yeah yeah I was just mixing up the scenes that's okay yeah but, yeah. but no like so like like Jane Jane gets electrocuted Simon and River have discovered that Jane almost turned them in well yeah River knows River's like he doesn't yeah, want us to know there's a there's a previous scene where I actually really like River in the scene because they're talking with Jane right there with them. Yeah. And they're talking and and I want to say saffron. No. River. River is talking. Willow. Willow. River is River is talking and saying like, oh I don't I don't trust her. She wants she wants to turn us in. She wants to do she wants to do bad stuff. I don't I don't think we should trust her. Jane is a girl's name. And you realize she's talking about Jane to Jane's face. He has no idea that she knows not to trust him. But Jane and then, isn't a girl. And then she says something, you know, seeing the future like she always does. And he's like, oh, no, there's River again. Yeah. Fuck you. Then, fuck you. Jane fuck you. to expose himself. Which was a little... Oh, I mean, yeah, that's I guess, right. I guess oh, we yeah. show you my man parts? I forgot about that. I, yes. on, I do not brand, want you to show guess, us your man parts. He gets his comeuppance, though, right? Because, like, just like the whole, like... It's just such a fucking power move, right? The, like, you know, I could fucking kill you. Yeah. But you know what, Jane? I have your fucking back because I'm a better person than you. I choose trust. Think about that. It would have been great though if he was like, but unfortunately we couldn't save your man parts. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Those so had to now, be removed. So now Jane is a girl's name. <laughs> or even better, it's like, now I won't hurt you medically, but I did briefly flirt with the idea of being a tattoo artist when I was 16. I still have my kid, and now you just have the most charming one. You'll see. It's a Pikachu. And yes, I did love, I will say, River Eye. I have not had strong feelings towards River either way, dislike or like. Yeah. But I did enjoy, especially the delivery of, like, and I can kill you with my brain. Yeah, that was good. Yep. Power power pair. Dynamic duo. That was a highlight of an otherwise kind of... I mean, it wasn't... I don't think this was a bad episode. I just think, like, it it was... was, We've already seen their best heist, and it was, like, two minutes ago. They did a really good heist... Two episodes ago, which again, like, and in, the motivation's a bitch. Yeah, yeah and like, yeah, and they again, they also, and I also bitch. feel like they've already 
recently used the saffron character yeah. more successfully. Mm. So basically, oh, way it's, better it's like time, taking, sure. you know, and this is a thing, we've had the same criticism of Star Trek on numerous occasions where they're like taking plot elements mm-hmm. of different episodes yeah. and jamming them together and making a not as good episode. But as so close. Yeah, to and, another and one. Like, like, last week, last week we talked about the re- the reappearance of Nishka, and we'd seen him relatively recently. But they but used like, him. But better. we like Nishka. So. Well, it's well, not just that, but it's also like he was way more like front and center on this episode, like the, the that episode, like the first time we met him, he was just kind of like, "And if you fuck me over, I kill you." Not at all what his accent sounds like, but in this case, we really got to spend time with Nishka. Yeah, also, am I wrong? It was, was the. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry it was the like sort of. Logical follow up to his well, right. previous this was, appearance. This was comeuppance. It was like what they'd done. Whereas this is just like, oh, it's it's you again. This this felt more like the writers were like, Saffron works pretty well, and that that, but we that know, felt like. But we know not to trust her now. So how do we get ourselves well, to exactly. trust her? So, here, so here's hmm. here's a thought that I had about the show is that perhaps because the one of the things they do in this episode that they didn't do the first time was attempt to humanize her. Yeah. To to some degree. And was it real? No. Well, uh, no. Okay, um, I but so. I but I don't know. I Emphatic think there, I think no. there may have been like a kernel of truth to it and it kind of makes me think what if this were possibly a setup towards a saffron spinoff to what well, or i was gonna say a saffron joining the main cast in season two Ooh. kind yeah. of a kind of a mantis kind of thing yeah yeah exactly like like oh like like maybe guardians mantis? Yeah. yeah maybe not mantis. that soon but i feel She's like so cute. they may have had the show lasted and the character grew popular enough i wouldn't have been surprised if eventually she had become main cast yeah like i could see i because like it's a it's the same type of thing where you have a character who's a villain but isn't like hated by the people like it's just sort of like oh you you know yeah and then well she'd just be another jane well the other Except i could, I could see so, here, so here's the thing guns. i wonder if if she would have, re- I wonder if she would have replaced another. An, uh, yeah, because I think that probably if I'm the executives trying to figure out which characters are working on a show, which actors are acting on well, a show, like, like <laughs> honestly, Christina Hendricks has a way better job with her character, I think personally in the first season than than uh, Marina does with with her character, and I just think the character of Saffron is more interesting. And her dynamic with Mao, which they are trying to do with Inara and not really succeeding. Yeah, they definitely have better chemistry. They have than... better chemistry on screen. I don't know. I could see them doing a, a swap in the in the cast. There is. There's a really that that idea actually does really interest me. There's a way in which a crew that has both Jane and Saffron as different sort of like points of power. You know, so there's sort of like there's like Mal and Zoe, mm-hmm. and then there's like like Simon and River who have their own agenda. And then there's like Jane who has his own agenda. And then there's Saffron who has her own agenda. There's something like like right now the the only sort of antagonistic figure on the crew is Jane. Mm. And the idea of having another antagonistic figure who's completely different, shares nothing in common with Jane and wouldn't want to work with him is really interesting. Yeah, but the problem is, is that like that would have happened in two thousand and three, and it would have just been a bunch of like Jane trying to fuck her all the oh, time. Yeah. It also would have been nonstop poor jokes. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then again, I do think that um, like if you look at this episode as a standalone Saffron episode, it's kind of meh. 
but I think if as a setup to deepen her character somewhat mm. in towards making her either, if not a main character, then a, a very, a re- very a, recurring. A recurring antagonist or, or collaborator or whatever she ends up being on the show, it makes more sense that they wrote it the way they did. She has a lot of like noir potential, right? Of just mm. like a character who just like you never really get to the bottom of mm-hmm. and is always willing to betray you one more time, but yeah. is sometimes useful to you. Yeah, I honestly think that, so what Firefly is, I think was, like, just on a whole, like, I like Firefly. I think Firefly does, or I, I don't know, I think Firefly came first. So I won't say they do the same thing, but I think that Farscape, which I maybe, I don't know when they came out relative to each other, but I, no, I feel like Farscape no. might have predated this just a little. Ask Google Either way, I feel like they, like, a sort of, like, like, the ragtag band of misfits thing mm. like they, they they tread some of the same ground and i feel like farscape does successfully do that as well i like um, farscape yeah farscape's really good farscape. how many sex workers do they have on the main crew one. Oh, really Who? Yeah. in farscape isn't uh i've the, never seen it I've the no little idea. frog man with the floating yeah, <laughs> chair right yeah, no, isn't uh uh the the, the, white the white-haired chick, Chiana? Chiana. Isn't she no, like... she's a, not a sex worker. I thought she... I thought there was something about her where, she like... She came from... She came from, like, a... Like a, a... She came from a planet in crisis. Was she a sex She's worker? basically Tasha I thought she, I thought she was... I see, it's been so long since I saw this. Yeah, show. we I should be watching. I thought sworn that there was something sexual that was kind of awkward about, like... Where if they did that, it today, they would Is it just that she gave you a boner? Is that what you're mixing up? No, I th- I do think there was like actual like. A ki- I'm looking up the characters. Check Chiana. it out. Yeah. Chiana was great. She was a wonderful character. Oh, big time, big time. Home. Or was Why it? Why aren't you doing or, Elle of Farscape? Who was the red haired girl that joined the cast? Jewel. I think her name was Jewel. Yeah. She was a sex worker. She was like a noble or something. Yeah, she she was like a fish out of water type. Yeah, one of these days. I liked her knob hair. Watch and, uh, that show. What was, um... It's a good show. You should watch that show. We could do it once we're done with Apparently, Star Trek. Apparently, you've never seen other sci-fi shows. So, well, it's funny because my old man used to watch it religiously. I don't know why I never really, yeah, it's really solid, got solid into show. it. Yeah, it's really What'd good. Find, it, was, right? it was. It's just on the uh, ever increasing. Farscape. List. I did not learn the truth about Chiana, but Farscape did first air in 1999. Oh, oh wow, it's older than I thought it was. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I feel like knowing that now, I'm like, hmm. There, there might have been some influence. Yeah. There for for Whedon, of, of course, like Whedon, I, I famously didn't have aliens in his show. You you reminded me though of something I had read at some point while we were doing this, as far as maybe having Saffron uh, be in the crew more frequently. Apparently, one of the things they had discussed doing had there been a season two was that Jane would have gone off and gotten his own ship and crew. And crashed it into a sun. More or less. Like, basically, the end result, I don't know how many episodes this plot would have spanned, but so he would have been in the show less, but it ultimately would have wound up with him coming, crawling back to Mal, because he did not know how to captain. But assuming there would have been less Jane, then maybe Maybe Saffron could have filled that Jane void. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Saffron could have filled my my Jane hole. Yeah, I realize I... That Neat. So uh, we got we have Inara fighting, spatting with Mal about how I just can't get work anymore. Because he's like avoiding areas where she could get work. Well, the yeah, implica- because was the implication he's trying that to... this was all part of an act for. That's what for... I'm curious about because I know in a future episode they bring up the she wants to leave to find better work thing, and I think we're going to discuss it next week or something. Uh, it's going to have to be next week. Yeah, we don't exactly. have much time. Yeah, we're almost out of episodes. But like, do we think? 
she might have been leaving or um, well the thing is she she had asked to see him before like you know as soon as he landed he was going to talk to her i think that at least to an extent was genuine are you talking about her leaving the show, Ames, though? Yeah. And I saying? might have been oh. setting that up with some of... Yeah, and like, and if you... And, you know, not to spoil, but if you get to the movie, there's... No, definitely don't spoil. Chris yeah. hasn't seen it. I mean, it's definitely like... Just thinking about it rationally, like, it is... I mean, book... Perk book dies. Book, <laughs> ha- book has less reason to be on the ship than Inara, mm-hmm. but, like, it, it makes a lot of sense that Inara... Like just from a writing perspective, I can see sort of sitting around and being like, you know, Inara does not have much tie in her here. Is this a woman who would really sort of sabotage her future because she has a crush on Mal? Yeah. Like that that feels like an interesting question to ask as a writer room. Well, there's that. And then I just I also think they had to have been realizing that mm, the chemistry between the these if if not the the writing, but also just the actors themselves, I don't think have a ton of it for you know just the, the pan. It was I don't think it was a great pairing. Well, it's hard to tell because she's just yeah she's kind of now that I can see how bad she is every time I watch, I'm just like Ugh. Yeah. I blame I blame the dialogue. I, she's yeah, it's true because again I've, I've seen, seen her, her in things. Yeah, and other thing like I've been we've been watching um like like Ames said we watched SG One and she has a recurring part in that uh, in the final season and it's it's a similar type of character i guess but it's they vote her to be super enigmatic yeah. <laughs> but she's so also, she's but like she's, a little bit she's, river she's better river like her river. lines are less red. a little bit country a little I, bit I, wonder, I i think that um so i believe if memory serves gosh i like y'all are truck nerds i'm a fucking firefly nerd if memory serves i think that she was a model like she was not an actor before this oh so i think right. she, she may have undergone a, a david boreanaz where mm-hmm. like i mean not not to that extent because like david boreanaz again never Is that do how you say that i think so never do a buffy podcast but um thank you <laughs> but uh <laughs> But David Boreanaz in the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like laughable, painful to watch. And by the time he gets his own show, like he clearly like did not just be like, great, I'm on a show. I'm going to collect my paycheck. Like he decided to try to become good at acting. Learn how to do the acting thing. Exactly. And so she... she Find a really good lookalike. Yeah. I was, I it's say. very likely like she... Like, I mean, she didn't have time in 14 episodes, but she may have undergone a similar transformation. That's true. David Boreanaz really pulled one out that very few actors do who are introduced to the world via a piece of genre media to then just do other stuff anyway. What other stuff? He was on Bones. He was on Bones for like all ten years as a completely different character. And that was like, I mean, that show had Oh, he wasn't a a vampire in Bones? (laughs) In the police procedural? Yeah, that would be a great police procedure where one of the detectives is just a vampire. I would watch the fuck out of that. I mean, that's that's basically. Oh, but he only feeds on corpses. So basically, homicides. I know he'd be fired. So basically, it's like Lucifer meets Dexter. Yeah, that's exactly it. Anyway, no, but I was gonna say, yeah, he did Bones, and then I think as soon as Bones ended, he had another show, which I don't know if it's still going. But but again, very very few people I think who are interested. You like you have someone like say Patrick Stewart who got more famous because of genre stuff, but had already had a career. But like you look at a lot of the people whose careers are made. Oh, this dude, I've seen in genre stuff. It's hard for them to break out of that and do other things. And uh, well done, David Boreanaz, for that. Yeah. 
No, yeah, nope, I mean, David, not Megan Abayo. Oh, you're right. I have read his name wrong my whole life. I always thought it was Borneas. No, it's Borneas. No, clearly, because Jake just showed it to me. I, I've been like flip-flopping I letters in my head forever. I only know because I've heard other people say it. It comes up in BoJack Horseman. It does come up. That's a very good arc. David Bowery in his house. Quick, I have one note, and then we should actually probably move on. Uh, my oh my god, note, we have another episode. That's right. <laughs> my one note is that uh, Chiana, I do not have any details, but apparently she uh, was a sex worker before she met up That's with the fun. crew of Moya. Um, well done, Jake. I think that they do not... Jake never forgets a sex worker. I, I don't think that they, they use the W word in Farscape because they have the invented... The invented word trelk, which I think is roughly equivalent to slut, and that's what Ew. that's what people call her when they want to call her something. Ew. There is an amazing moment late in the series that I remember where Chiana and John like go somewhere new and meet some new people, and they're like, like, who's this? Like, I forget, I forget all the invented profanity, but they call John something and they call Chiana a trelk. And then at the same moment, like Chana's like, he's not a bleh. and she's and he's like, she's not a trelk. It's like a, just a good like, Aww. oh John and Chiana, good friends forever. Chiana's great. Trelk I don't even know great. them, and I you love them. Trelk sounds like a delicious like something you would get at a restaurant. Like I'm not like. It sounds like a seaweed varietal. It, I was gonna say it definitely has like a it has a it has a seafood feel. It's like what's that? Oh, it's trelk. It's amazing. You'll love it. Try the trelk. Yeah, that's uh, actually what they call the uh, ganglia of Cyrus people in Discovery. Have some trelk, trelk soup. I believe it. Mm. What's our next episode? Oh well, I'm glad you asked. Right. D message received. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no, actually, I left in your horrible. Yeah, no, you owe you terrible owe fucking Armist joke a few weeks ago. So <laughs> I don't remember what that was. Oh. Anyway, uh, in the message, Mal and company land. I don't know, fucking somewhere, post office planet. They're I at guess. a space station, and uh, they got some mail. <laughs> post office planet. It's post office planet. <laughs> Space Station P.O. Box 314. <laughs> and they've got some mail. Jane gets... Mail. Jane gets... Oh, boy. For our listeners who haven't been alive long enough, You've Got Mail was a common... Uh, there is no one listening to this podcast that isn't at least our age or older. You don't know that. Michael we Fisher... We could be huge with the kids. Michael, you may you may not know this, but back in the day, uh, if you had <laughs> AOL... Also a very popular movie... Starring oh yeah, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan and, and uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks, and it was basically what was it? It was Sleepless uh, in Seattle, but with the internet. No, no, it was an actual good piece of literature or play made into. Uh, was it? Yes. Um. You know what it was? It was the she, Lake House. No, she loves me. You know the musical She Loves Me. Nope. Oh, nope. Yes, I don't like it. So it's based. That's based on a story. From whatever country they're Which is in, based on a puppet show. Basically, the story a of "She Loves Me" show. is that these two people work in a perfumery and they hate each other. But it also turns out that they're like they're falling in love with each other by letter from like a personals um, column thing. I'm and that's kind of glad on. that uh, that that uh, Tom Hanks stopped doing rom coms. So anyway, just... it turns out that Jane and Simon have been writing to each other, and they're <laughs> in love. <It's> beautiful. <laughs> They've um, been catfishing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, But uh, so Jane gets a letter from his mom, which he apparently is barely fucking literate because he can barely read it. But she made him a nice hat. And this is Jane's hat, the famous hat 
I like that you're acting like this is the main thrust of it's the episode. It's very fucking important. Oh, and Mal, Mal got some dead guy in the mail. Um, <laughs> Tell me more about but this But moving hat. on. Uh, <laughs> Jane terrifies people wearing that hat. Mal and Zoe oh, I'm received sorry. a dead guy. And Wash was like, why are you guys getting mail written to each other like this? Ah! And Zoe has to go deal with that. No, no, no. That was war stories. Yeah, no, he's in character this episode. Oh, good. Okay, great. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so he's not, his masculinity is not threatened by them getting mail sent to the two of them oh. together. But, uh, yeah, so inside, guys, what's in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box? Oh my god, there's a guy in the box. He is alive, though. He's got organs. Why do you, why do you always do this to me? Not always. It's just getting, it's getting dragged out again. Would you like me to slow it down? Basically, slow it down for us, Caitlin. Tell us more about that hat. (laughs) Inside the box is uh, a quote unquote dead guy who Mal and Zoe were in the war with, and we know this because we have some flashbacks to more stuff that we didn't see the first time we saw them in the war. So they take him on board, and he's left them this message, and he's like, Get me home, please. Okay, thanks, bye. Kisses. And Simon's like, Well,. Uh, so when, the, yeah, basically someone's after them almost immediately looking for him and they're like, fuck, what do they want him for? Let's cut him open and see what's in there. Perhaps it's diamond. Maybe it's candy. More hats. Ooh, lots of hats. Jane's lucky day. <laughs> uh, no, but when they cut into him with El Scalpel, um, which is not Spanish for scalpel probably. No. He does that thing that happens in shows that's like horrifying and makes me like really worry about not being dead and being cut into on a table. Oh, God. That's and bad. he wakes up You're and buried. wakes Ugh. up screaming. Oh, God, no. We don't talk about it. Being buried alive is terrible. But I think the scalpel thing is Clowns. worse. Oh, it's Clowns. all bad. Clowns it's all bad. bad. Anyway, the point is, they cut into him. He's alive. And he's like, oh, I just really want to get home. I messed up. Blah, blah, blah. But then it turns out that actually what's happened is, is he's being used as like an organ mule on the black market organ grinder Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. <laughs> and, uh, organ Grinder. Organ Grinder. What a terrible app. Yum. And, um, gosh, I don't know. There's a firefight. He shoots somebody and then he gets shot. And he and Kaylee Wash are. in the face. Before he gets shot, he's flirting with Kaylee and it's like really cute. But then. In the middle of a fucking high speed chase. After grazing Wash in the face with a bullet, he takes Kaylee hostage and is like, don't turn me over. And then he dies. And the episode's over, thank God. Who shoots him? Uh, Mal. Mal does, Everyone. I think. Mal in what yeah, I will grant. So he shoots him the first time. Yeah, but right, the kill the, shot is Mal. In the chesticle. Which uh, is, is I will grant, a delightful bit of dramatic irony. Because in the flashback, it's Mal who says, somebody out there is mm-hmm. carrying a bullet you for right now and doesn't even know it. Ooh, that bad. is irony. Mm-hmm. Both him and Zoe were carrying bullets with his name on it. Yeah. But I think we all know what this episode is about. What's it's it about? It's about the fact that Simon does not have game. Yeah, he is oh, yeah, not. Man. He is oh, so. No. Oh god, is this the episode oh, with the right. fucking cow? Because they were on like they were on like arcade planet, yeah. like, arcade post arcade office city. planet. Okay, post office <laughs> planet, arcade <laughs> city. It was within post office, arcade planet. city on post. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then yeah, and Simon, honey, the the girl is ready to plow. All you oh gotta do, God. all you gotta She's do. She's like, is... we're all alone for five minutes, and he's like, I can be done in two. <laughs> Look, the pretty ones are always a little dumb. Oh, don't talk about Simon. Kaylee. Like, oh, wait a minute, you mean? Yeah, Simon. <laughs> no, it's fair about Simon. 
Yeah. Kaylee's not dumb at all. No, no. Kaylee's right. wonderful. Yeah. And Kaylee, Kaylee is exactly giving you giving you so many chances, Simon. You just keep fucking it up. You're like, we've got some time alone. He's like, you're so sweet. Check and out pretty. this cow. And she's like, yeah, tell me more. And he's like, and you're like the only girl out here who's not my sister or married. So I guess you'll do. And she's like, wow, deal breaker. Nailed it, buddy. I'm sure the other deal breaker were his uh, trendy cargo pants. Was he wearing cargo pants? He I didn't was at one point, and I had pants. nothing, but I, like, I, I had... How clothing did he bring with him on I'm wearing cargo shorts. I'm not wearing cargo shorts. Lansing, I had, like, an Sometimes embarrassing amount... Sometimes I wear cargo not shorts. Not wearing any shorts at all. I had an embarrassing amount of cargo pants in high school, and uh, someone... shouldn't be embarrassed. Someone should have stopped me. It was the thing back then, though, right? Carpenter you, need, jeans you needed to carry a lot useless. of stuff. I I really this was didn't. before it was trendy to wear knapsacks around. Because, like, who's going to need to carry a hammer? I mean, unless you're actually a carpenter. But really, like, people, most people that bought carpenter jeans were, were not, not carrying carpenter. hammers. Okay, but, like, Simon you needed a big, a deep, you needed a big deep pocket to, like, put your chain wallet and shit. I did yes. not have a chain wallet. I had a chain wallet, but I had, like, I had this wimpy short chain. God, the 90s sucked. Like, that was, that was, became a thing. Like, whoever had, and then, like, kids, some kids had, like, like, fucking bike chains. And, like, holy shit. But I wore a bike chain it. necklace. Let's talk about Simon and Kaylee. Edgy. Yeah. Are they yeah. a good couple? No! No. Of course no. Not. Oh, strong they're, they're views. Like, they are a pretty couple. Oh, they're so and I want them to yeah. fuck. Yeah, they're, they're very attractive. But that's it. But yeah, they don't, they don't need to get married. They should just... When it comes to her, he's an idiot. Otherwise, bad. he's fine. He's reaching. But, like, he like honestly, honestly, it's he's true. just... She's, I like, think a nine. He's, like... He's... I know. He's, oh, come on. He's a solid seven. That was a... Yeah, that but was that's a still, weird That's only seven of, of nine, D. for him, though. Like, Say more, Jake. I said that was a that was a moment of honesty for him with the whole... Like, he said what he meant, which is... Never do You're that. the woman that's near me at the moment who's available, and... No, I, I, I don't think... I, I took him at his word that he was trying to be funny and failing. Yeah, no, because I, I, I don't think that he thinks about her that way at all. Like, I, I honestly think, like, are, are they destined to be married and raise a family? I'm not sure. But, like, I think that they they are two young people who are, like, they have they have a lot in common in terms of their values, even if their personalities are very different. They're, like, they're sort of different and exotic to each other. They're both like very attractive. Like I think that they're they're a good like let's date in our twenties couple. They have yeah. more in common though than you think because doctors yeah. are basically just like people mechanics, aren't they? Mm. Totally. They're both they're both very smart. Like yeah. Kaylee Kaylee is not educated, but she is like in terms of sheer like like processing power. Yeah, she's a savant. They both yeah. have strong domain knowledge. Yeah. in their particular domain. And, like, and they're both they both are they they both are people on the show who are motivated by like I feel you know like there's characters like Zoe who are very motivated by like relationships and they're both people who are motivated very strongly by principle. Yeah. Um yeah. they're like I mean I think that they're a pretty good couple actually. Like I'm not sure like it wouldn't they, last. They've got a lot going on. They come from very different backgrounds. I'm not sure it would last. But they should be fucking in the engine room every other day. His parents wouldn't like it. That's, that's fine. What the that's fuck so do their opinion matter? So much the better. Yeah, I, I know, know exactly. I don't know, if, I don't know if I ship them, but I would say that after my catfishing joke, I am shipping Simon and Jane. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not that. Simon and Jane. It's Book and Jane, y'all. It's Book, Book and Jane. Jane. That could it's be got a, a nice ring to it. series, you know? Book and Jane. It'd be a good Jane's comic all, book, comic strip, maybe. Like Jane's a web all comic. like, Jane's all like, I'm bad, and Shepard's like, 
boy, you don't even know what that is. <laughs> Slaps him across the face. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm <laughs> shipping fucking Jane. Woo! <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. See, I... I, I... I haven't You're like, no, Book has a gentle touch. I just, I haven't, I mean, not that he's been given much of a chance, but I, I feel like, you know, I would sort of take oh, man. Book at sort of face value of maybe actually, for whatever his dark history is, like, I feel like he probably is now like a celibate priest. I don't think of him as being a, a no, sexual being. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, I, uh, he says, I think he has that line at some point, like, I, I'm walking a narrower path. I'm just saying, in the world, if you were going to write a fan fiction, oh, okay. and you could have sex for some reason, like maybe he was part of a different order instead, mm-hmm. I think that... We need to Jane repopulate this planet. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> fellow man, um, it's the future. <laughs> Let's do this. So oh, something I just realized... If he was part is, of like a Dionysian I, order. I just realized that go. Hmm. I've com- completely forgotten that book existed until you just brought him up. They haven't like, been using him because he has not. Yeah, much. like what? Yeah. Like it's a cool character. Yeah, and every time you give book something to do, it's cool. Well, yeah. and Ron Glass is like yeah, yeah he's, he's solid. Boils charisma, you know, like but he like, just exudes presence. He's amazing. He's got a beautiful. The voice. only the only like mm. book plot I really didn't like was the hair episode. That was <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, that I was white that people one. being terrified okay. by natural hair. Like, get the fuck out Fair. of here. Yeah, Not you, like, I just mean, like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they meant it to be funny. It was cute. It was cute. But they weren't thinking of the larger implication of what was happening. You're absolutely right. Also, they, River was but, there. It was 2002! Those, we were so innocent then. Yeah. We were we such no shit idea. back then and didn't we know it. We were shit. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah, I do, I just realized, though, that, like, Book really hasn't had much. Though to he did do. play into the climax of this one pretty yeah. majorly. Oh, that's that's what. So I <laughs> m- kind of liked this one, but one of the big failings for me was like no one tried to stop and explain to Trey, wow. Troy, Tracy, Tracy, what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. if like someone tried and he just kept interrupting them, that would have been fine. Yeah. But as it is, no one even tries to tell him what the deal is and that's the one thing where I'm like ooh that could have been well, easy, let Mal, easy fix Mal and Zoe know him they know he's kind of a fuck up so I think the answer is just get him the fuck out of the way and let us do the thing because we know he's <sighs> such a fuck up yeah but they, if they just like they could have gotten to put the gun down if they were just like we're not actually gonna turn you in there's a plan you know just something what you just said Ames so, I don't know, it just clicked something about the episode for me in a new way, which is not, I guess it's not about the episode, but it is, there's something really interesting about, like, revisiting, this is my friend who I went through something important with, who I care about, who was just a fuck up. Mm. Like, what is your responsibility to that person, right? Like, I feel like everybody's had an experience like that at some point, of just like, oh, I care about you, but this is, yeah, it's me, you're making it tough. Mm. You're making it tough not to shoot you. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is like this, this is like the, like the best friend from high school that comes out of the woodwork to ask for money. This is this is like he he they might as well have rewritten, rewritten this episode and instead of being a body in a in a box, he just shows up and is like, "You want to buy into my multi level marketing?" <laughs> <laughs> well, but they are they're I'm like doing Ooh. organ trading. <laughs> they give it like the added stakes of like soldiers who yeah. have trauma effectively. Mm, true, like all three of them do in different ways. Yeah. That's something that, like, oh, that's one of the reasons I'm so looking forward to uh, DS9. There's, <laughs> there's such a great PTSD, like, episode. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Like, like, really, there's an episode of DS9. It doesn't come, it's not until very late in the series. Right. It's only a paper moon. Uh, I don't think so. 
We'll get to it in is like that, three that years. Might, I'm excited. I'm really excited about DS9. So this yeah, is no, only there is adding a, there to is, that Oh, you, yes, you might be right. There's a really good episode. And like, that's one thing that I wish they had. I, I, I get what you're saying that this episode is kind of trying to address, yeah. address like that, like this guy, you know, he was in the war and after the war clearly didn't adjust, but they don't really address, I don't think they, they address around that mm-hmm. issue. Well, it's, it's kind of feels like he's like a failed Mal. He's yeah. someone that tried to kind of get into the like outlaw lifestyle and just was not suited well, for how, it. How old was he during the war? Because they say they were in the Battle of Herzegovina. Yeah, that one. The impression Something I was... Something seven years ago. That's the thing. They never really Dupont. said explicitly, but the way he was portrayed, especially in the flashbacks, it felt like he's probably supposed to be like younger than them. Yeah, like a teenager. I think he's... I mean, he's younger. The actor definitely reads as younger than, than Mal and Zoe. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is... It's plausible, like... I'm just trying to... I feel like I can't remember his face well enough to place him, but I would say like I'd place him between twenty-five and thirty. Which if he was if he was like eighteen and mm. enlisting, which is not implausible at all, mm. especially like late in the war, like let's get like it does make some sense. I, it's funny because like I'm this is actually like just thinking of it this way like has just like sharply made me be like, but wait <laughs> about this whole episode because I agree with you, Jake, that it's like there's something that they don't like they don't close in like they mm-hmm. do but there's something i like about that almost you know that they're yeah. just kind of like yeah geez it's really messy mal and zoe have both made peace with it in a certain way but they aren't actually like you know they're not healed they don't they're still kind the... of fighting all I, the time i, was gonna say, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say that mal's made peace with it yeah they, whenever they well, see someone in yeah, the alliance yeah. their their impulse is to beat them up it's well like they mal's been... impulse yeah. yeah. Well, Zoe's is yeah. to not get Mal killed. Yeah. And like both of them are like have reached some sort of stability, but they are not like especially Mal is not actually right. like, doing that well. And they don't have the stability to help this person who's in deep trouble. Yeah. And they can't like they can't cut. It's like they can't cut through the Gordian knot to get to what's really going on. Just like yeah, they couldn't cut into him because he woke up too fast. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There I, you did, go. I do, I do really love the idea of him like just transporting organs around because you have to be inside you to keep be keep working. Yeah. But like how it's do they but like how do they get his organs where they need to be? I mean I think I think that's kind of I feel like that's kind of the point, right? That they're like but wait, isn't this incredibly dangerous and like why would they like keep you alive at the end? And he's like what am I supposed to do? Like, oh, yeah, you're right. It was sort of meant to be a death sentence. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. No, he, it was a stupid thing. That he was done. under the impression they'd be sticking new organs in him. The thing is, he's got to... Like, I think they, they can transport regular organs just fine. He's got these weird yeah, like bioengineered... Yeah, like they didn't get oh, into details. And they're illegal, oh, okay, right? Okay. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and who knows, maybe this is in fact what happens... But maybe the long-term plan, and maybe this will get explained in one of the two remaining episodes of our film, but the Reavers are actually a result of weird alliance experiments that this organ thing was related to. Ooh. I would say, though, that I think it would have been more interesting, perhaps, if he wasn't promised to have his organs put in like if he was mm. if it was legit just like he knew he like wasn't. this is all i have like my i just want to my family i want to help my family i want to help yeah. my family and they'll get they'll get this money and you know i'm just gonna go and make this delivery and that yeah not expecting to ever wake up again yeah and then he maybe has a change of heart and... 
which, which leads to the leads to the thing with Mal and Zoe. And then he gets to hit on Kaylee a lot. Yeah. Man, they were really cute. Their chemistry was good. It pissed me off so much. Well, what's interesting is that, like, they set Kaylee up to be, like, already kind of... Like, pissed off at Simon? Well, they're... No, I, but I was going to say... Simon by but I was gonna say, like, this guy. Like, like, into him when he's still dead. Like, huh? Well, like, I don't know. Like, she had... There's some... I don't know, like, into him, like, in a like a sexual sense, but certainly in a... His tragic story. There's like yeah, she's there's like there's like a, like a pity thing happening because she's sitting in her in her bunk listening to his, the his, recording yeah. of the message. Oh, you said the title. Yeah, and like they show like they show that. I also noticed just by the way, a little aside in that scene when she's sitting there listening to the message, I notice on her shelf next to where she her little um, hammock is a Han Solo in carbonite. Oh, was nice. there really? That, yeah, that's, that's wild. Toy. That's annoying. Which means that they, they evidently Star Wars is still a thing. That or she just likes that toy and has no idea what the context of what it is. They is. stole it from the collector's house. I, there trash. you go. They should have stolen more stuff from the from Duran's house. Well, yeah, also, they had their chance at that point. Yeah, it was all. But I think I'm pretty sure that that scene was before he woke up. <laughs> so, it's, so having the Han Solo, I yeah. think, was a little foreshadowing. Oh wow! Um, that he ain't he ain't really dead it's like there's something very like uh, if that's true that's amazing it makes me think of like Pygmalion almost like it's a different mm. it's a different narrative but there's something about this like like she's sitting there you mean the mythological one right not the yeah the myth. yes not oh the, I was gonna not, say like, not, yeah. not, I was not like the, yeah. the she's gonna make him into a lady no <laughs> teach, him how, t- teach him how to speak right no the like the the idea of like you know, there's like an inanimate object, and you're projecting things onto it, and then it comes to life and it like fulfills your fantasy. Oh. There's something about like Kaylee sitting there, and she's lonely because Simon doesn't have game, and no game. She's imagining this like oh this romantic soldier, and then he comes to life, and because Tracy is kind of a shit because he's kind of messed up in the head, like he and the heart and the heart he manipulates that. You know, he manipulates that to, like, get close to her. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. So, one thing I found distracting were a couple of aesthetic choices that were made this episode. We talked last weekend previously about how the Alliance, their status is very gray. Yeah. But all of a sudden in this episode, we very briefly see that one soldier that's going to go kill Tracy. Mm -hmm. And his breastplate is still the, like, second-hand... Uh, Starship Troopers breastplate we've seen before. But instead of the Starship Troopers helmet, it's like a World War II Nazi helmet. We're talking about Whoa. Lieutenant Womack? No, no, the guy that goes to kill Tracy in the flashback. Okay. Oh, the guy okay, that, like, okay, nearly okay, yeah. sneaks up on him. But Womack, yes, is dressed like a fucking SS officer. Mm. Like, well, Womack is something else entirely yeah, are, because he's not cops. actually these really are, a cop. Yeah. No, he is. Womack? He's just outside of his jurisdiction. Because he's into some shady fucking shit. Yeah, I th- I got, the impression I got was that, the, yeah, like the whole If he idea was, was a cop, he's were, no longer a cop. Yeah, these are crooked people. These no, guys. no, because Book said, like, oh, I, you're doing this on the side. You, wa- you don't want the Alliance to know you're here because you're outside of your area. Like, the impression I was under is that he is still... Like, yeah, what he's doing is not condoned. You're, 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 the point you're making is just about costuming. Yeah, which at the very least, no one questioned that being an Alliance costume. Is yeah. that suddenly Alliance costumes have been infused with some Nazi imagery out of nowhere. And that's yeah, but weird. You know what, though? I'm sure they're fine people in the Alliance, you know? I'm saying it's weird because up until this point, the show has done a pretty good job of leaving them, like, 
Again, aside from like yeah. the creepy academy guys, it's like mostly gray. And then all of a sudden, we've got a lot of Nazi shit happening. And it's like, I didn't know this. What's going I mean, on here? it may have been made like. I mean, the, you know, these agents in particular are especially malevolent, so they yeah. may have just been like, let's play with their costumes to play that <laughs> up. Maybe. Yeah. How can we telegraph that these are bad guys? Yeah. Nazis. To make them look like Nazis. Yeah, but that, that just struck me as a really weird and, distra- and distracting choice. Yeah. I mean, I first, like, at first it was just the soldier in the flashbacks, like, well, that was weird. But then Womack shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, I was already wearing, like, like, Gestapo clothes? More or less. He looks very SS. I have to mm. look at that again, because I didn't catch that. You know what's a strong connection between this episode and the last episode? What? Kaylee's spending a lot of time in the DJ decks. Mm. And this time she had a little audio to go mm. with it. Yikes. I love that it was clearly just like, you know, in classic low-budget sci-fi fashion, <laughs> they just bought an existing, like, digital recorder, yeah. painted, painted it, it a funny color, and it added some buttons. Like, uh... Oh, God. How fucking, um, what was it, around the same time? Episode one, Qui-Gon's communicator was just like a lady chick with the head removed. What? Yeah. Good. And once that's pointed out, you can't unsee it. Wait, like literally? Honestly, I admire the scrappy, scrappy. No, no, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. Wait, let me see. I gotta look it up now. Yeah. Anything else to say about the message? Yes. Uh, this was the last episode filmed before they knew that the show was canceled. Mm. So they, I think they learned while they were filming yes. or something like that. And I know mm. like the the composer wrote that that funeral score kind of as a goodbye to the the whole, the whole show. I mm. think I remember hearing that the la- the funeral is the last scene that they ever shot. Yeah, it sounds right. Hmm. It's got some sad energy. Mm. Yeah, it was nominated for a Hugo for a best dramatic presentation. Guess what? Kaylee and Simon hold hands. Oh, Those kids no. are gonna make it. That was sweet. I like. I that. know if they're gonna make it, but they're gonna. Do they're it. gonna make it though. Mm. Totally make gonna it, yes. And Joss Whedon plays a family member at Tracy's funeral. Oh, oh. good thing you didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just have no proof the man can act. So I did look it up, by the way, and yeah, it's definitely a shick. What the fuck? Crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. That's so wild. Blowing revelations. Kaylee is always being taken hostage by boys she likes. Who's the other? Oh, it's Simon. Well, Simon does I wonder if she has daddy issues. I don't know. Just... Well, it's, I mean. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just... <laughs> what I was going to say is that, like, <laughs> I think it's actually, like, a writing thing, right? It's like, mm. if they're like, we need to escalate the situation to make it seem really bad. Quick, point, point a gun at the cutest character's head. Exactly. Well, yeah, right. And no one's taking fucking Zoe hostage. Right, Can you definitely... imagine you tried to take Zoe hostage? She'd just break your face. Oh, but the best thing is when people take Simon hostage. Because he's so cute. Little, mm. little helpless baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? I don't even remember that. Doesn't it happen? Well, it happens in an episode you haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. It hasn't happened yet. I was like, yeah. does that happen? It does make sense, and I'm sure it's adorable. Oh, little Simon. But it does seem like putting putting Kaylee in jeopardy is the go to move in these writers. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's a little to, it's a little lazy. Like, yeah. like it happened in um in the war stories too. Like what you know, she got overwhelmed. Oh yeah, yeah. When she thought she might hold, have to hold shoot this, somebody. Hold this ground. But that that did make sense for the character though. Oh yeah, but the same thing. It's like yeah. oh god, the stakes, the stakes, and then and yeah, then, let let's show her. Yeah. Poor Kaylee. Mm. Any other notes, Ames? I was sad for the postman. Oh, if, yeah, that poor if, fucker. If Rossi is listening, I'd love to know what he thinks about how the postman <laughs> was portrayed. But he did get... He prick. made it. They yeah, blew out made. the match. Yeah. Still, that was... that was Yeah, he, he had a rough go of it. And Michael, if you're listening, we want to know how you would eat 
that problematic food. What was the problematic food? It was oh, a ball the on a string. Yeah, that's right. The food. This food is problematic. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a sweet, but it's like on don't a like let river rod. out of her. Box. And river's like, like trying to eat it, but she can't figure it out. They did show someone else eating it beforehand, but you didn't get a good look at them. So, uh, what was it called? Wait, did this really happen? Yeah. I didn't even see. I don't remember seeing this at all. Yeah, it was called like a snow planet or an ice planet. What do they call it? I think it's. I think a snow planet. No, maybe an ice planet. That sounds more. Right. Oh my. I missed all the, all the problematic good. food and all the all Nazi the clothes, apparently. It, it was on the, the food was on the space station post office with the post cow office planet. fetus. Yeah. P.O. Box 9. Hey, so, Caitlin, I'm curious. What's what's next in the wild world of Firefly? Five. Well, Dee, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Very little. <laughs> Very little left. I was going to remark on you having a heart of gold or something. Works nicely, though. There's an even number of episodes, so it makes our episodes... It does work out really nicely. Yeah, so uh, that about wraps it up for Trash and the Message. Next week, we're going to talk about the last two episodes of the Firefly series, Heart of Gold and... What does it say? Object in Space? Objects Objects in Space. Objects in Space. I object in In space. space. I actually... Objects in Space is actually the one episode that I really remember from the first time I watched this series, and I don't. Uh, I, don't know. I haven't. Well, you don't remember it. it. No, I remember it. I just feel like, for me, tonally, it comes way out of left field, and I just am like. I'm gonna talk about this next week, Caitlin. I mean, I will, but I'm just saying that I'm just just remarking on her memories of the episode. Yeah, that's all. I I will go on record. I am not sure that y'all will like it, but I haven't rewatched it in a long time. But I really like I really like Objects in Space. I think I really like it too. I, there's a character that gets introduced in that episode that I really enjoy. Non shitty river Boba Fett. Mm. Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit Boba the Frog, Fett. the first alien. Kermit the Frog <laughs> is introduced. He in shows up. He's singing the Rainbow Connection. Oh, uh, it should have been those fucking Martians. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> All right, but yes, next week, Heart of Gold, Objects in Space. For now, uh, this has been a star to steer her by. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe. You can like our page on Facebook. We are a star to steer her by. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. You can visit our website at SSHBpodcast.com. Or you can listen to our podcast, either like where you're doing it right now since you found us, or you can do it somewhere else if you want to switch it up. We are on SoundCloud, we are on Stitcher, we are on Google Play, and we're on Apple Podcasts. Yes, finally got it right. Until next time, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been D. Simon Tam definitely came out as trans 10 years later. We will always have Paris listeners. Thank you for joining us, D. Thank you. Come again soon, please. You're always my favorite part of every episode Aww, that you're on. Thank you. I mean, like, you know, you're here and, you know, you're pretty and you're a girl and you're the girl that's closest to me right now. So, no, but really, I love when you come on our podcast. Please come again <laughs> immediately. Caitlin sends this to all the guests. Oh, no. You shouldn't call Justice a girl. <laughs> oh, poor. I would never. Um, Before we stop recording, I want to give you all some great audio that you can use however you want. I'm going to do. I'm going to do some acapella. Firefly theme. Oh my god, yes. Oh, Chris is gonna hate this. He hates the Firefly theme. Take my life, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me.
Yeah, yeah there's a lot of <laughs> Got no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. <laughs> Have you heard Chris's acapella I, version? I was going to say, you haven't listened yeah, Chris, to it. You haven't Chris, watched our episodes yet, so you don't know yeah, Chris, Chris's do your, version. Do your acapella version. Oh, no. Deal, hear it. I'll 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 look it. out for it. It's it was the in, second episode yeah. called "Ate Some Ham." Ooh, I love the little ham. It's, well. it's foreshadowing. Oh boy. Ames is the uh, is the is the sci-fi heroine bracket going to be public by the time? Oh it yeah, starts? it will. It will. It so, might be even earlier. Fans, I just wanna I just wanna call out. Listeners, He's Michael calling Fisher, it now. Michael Fisher, I'm talking to you. Like, go to wherever. Go to the, uh, the flat Earth on the, theater. Uh, it'll be posted on the Facebook too. Go to the go to go to Facebook and you vote for Ellen Ripley. She needs you. You know that Ellen Ripley can survive anything. She can survive Lilo Dallas multipass. <laughs> she can even survive Dana Scully's scrutiny. So Whoa. you go out there and you vote for your girl, Alan Ripley. It was for if, president. If, if we're asking oh, Michael like hurt, Fisher hurt. to do things. M- Michael, could you review human headphones? They seem really fascinating to me, but the only review I found on YouTube was from some guy I don't know. Human? What is it? Human? Yeah. What is it? They're. I'll show you later. They're fascinating. Michael they're, will let you know. You watch his feed. They're the first. Okay. Look, they are the first wireless like Bluetooth headphones I've seen that have intrigued me and not just made me think. Eh. I watched his recent okay. foldable phone thing, or <laughs> and wrong? I'm still, I am still <laughs> enraged that uh, there still isn't one that will fit into a woman's size pocket. Mm, Maybe we need to pe- get bigger the pockets. Caught up to me. Maybe oh, they need to design bigger pockets. Uh, I listener, think Jake saying. is Jake is falling apart. Before. We better, okay we better get, that. we better get. What they need is to do is just <laughs> stop with the folding phones. Just make one I can wear on my wrist, like like Leela's. Yeah, like Leela's wrist thing. Or as many people like to say when I say this, a pit boy. Oh, the pit boy, yep. But a pit boy is a bit clunky. I want something I can hide under my sleeve. Pit boy. You mean like a wrist? Yeah, that'd be tough with tight sleeves. No, no, like like multipass. It's fun to say. See, the thing is, I have I have weak shoulders, so every shirt I buy inevitably winds up with puffy sleeves because I button it at the wrist, and then there's all this extra material. So yeah, no. Next time I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, you'll see I have puffy sleeves. You know, you don't have to like button it at your wrist. I do for work. Yeah. You I could roll her up. Yeah. So, no, it, but then it, you'd be in it, your shirt it, sleeves. It, it, it. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You know who doesn't like that? One of the characters in the play. No doesn't exit. like shirt sleeves? She hates men in their shirt sleeves. It's a lie. What What are we doing here? I don't, know. We, I don't know. I think we, we have to do with silence. Cake, and... cake, cake, oh, yeah. Cake, 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 cake